podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet. They are our partners for 2019. We're delighted they are our lead partners here on the Anfield Wrap. 50% of their profits, uh, your losses, go to fan-related media, fan-related causes. Uh, that is what Reds Bet are trying to do uh, in association with their partners, Fans Bet, as well. So do give them some consideration if you're interested in that sort of thing, but as ever, be responsible in your decision-making. I have got Adam Melia, I've got Paul Senior, I've got Mel Reddy, I've got Gareth Roberts. I would say that Paul Senior, would you say these are big hitters? <laughs> the biggest of hitters. I would say, do you think the biggest of hitters? I'm not put myself in that bracket quite, but yeah, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. Uh, there we are. Uh, so we will have. I'm just going to take everyone's temperature before we get stuck into this. This is after Liverpool um, have been defeated on the south coast by four goals to one by Manchester City. Um, Adam Melia, how are you doing? Uh, gloomy. Are a you gloomy? Gloomy. Are you um, going to represent the gloomy constituency for our show? Probably. Here? I wasn't expecting to be gloomy either because. I didn't particularly go into yesterday with any expectations of, of really winning the league and City going one down didn't really make me think it's on, particularly, because it was too early. Um, so I think the onset of gloom, I don't know really. I think it. I think it's a kind of a, 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 an onset of realistic gloom. I don't know about the future. I'm not quite sure yet, but that's my temperature anyway. That's where you are at the minute. Mm. Uh, Gareth, how is your temperature at this stage? Uh Look, I'm looking forward to Madrid. Um, I'm really looking forward to Madrid. I'm looking forward to the opportunity to put a big piece of silverware at the end of what's been a, a great season. Um, and look, I've been banging a drum all the way along for what an achievement this season has been for Liverpool. But to not get something at the end of it is a horrendous thought. That keeps kicking around my head now. Because obviously the league didn't go our way. We didn't get the final twist that we were all praying for and all the rest of it. And it just all felt a little bit, yesterday anyway, it felt a little bit like... For fuck's sake, do you know what I mean? Like this just feels so unfair that you know they've done so well. They've <coughs> actually put a foot wrong all season. They broke all kinds of records. They're the best runners up in history and the top five leagues in Europe. None of that really is that good, though, is it? Do you know what I mean? Without the actual trophy, I'd rather be the shittest champions <laughs> than the best runners up. Yeah. Can I be the shittest champions, please? Exactly. Uh, you know, Leicester, with, Leicester, <laughs> Leicester won it with what seventy-seven. They're, they're the shittest champions. Then, but you know, I'd rather be that. Because just you know, we've been waiting for this fucking league for so so long, and for it not to happen again, and for us to come so close is hard to deal with. But I think the fact that I think I think this you know the big number six gleaming away in Madrid, um, you know that that sort of keeps me uh, going. I'll come back to you before I bring Paul and, and Mel in. With Madrid, I was thinking about this today, and now everything just sort of becomes Madrid, and I, it sort of hit me that these lads. Our brilliant footballers who've done brilliantly have been playing under unbelievable pressure. I would argue since oh, maybe Palace away, uh, which is crazy, mm. but it might be since Palace away. Like everything's felt like they're running. Palace away, Leicester away. I remember being a horrendous last ten, and they've been under this unbelievable amount of pressure, and they've had to go and win and win and win. And the thing that, that occurred to me this morning was, and now they're under some real pressure because they go into the Madrid final as favourites, yep. rightly favourites. There's a points difference that is bigger than my house between Liverpool and Tottenham, and that is real pressure for this football team to have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I think that I actually think they'll be fine with it um, because there's a real pressure under Tottenham as well because you're in a final, and I, and I kind of feel like you know they're not used to it and they haven't had that 
experience that this group of lads have had. You know, they've been to a final and lost, and they know how, how much that hurts. And I, I think that pushes them on. I think what you've seen from them all season, and I'm trying, trying to write something on it again now upstairs. Um, but it's just, it, it's just the mental strength is amazing from them. And I thought it was again in the game yesterday because because we did we did our best to put them off. Well, yeah, exactly. Some blitz in the main stand celebrating a goal that didn't happen definitely didn't help anyone, and you, you could see it transmit to the pitch. I thought in that all of a sudden. You know, they didn't defend that well, the passes were going astray and all that, and they had some nervy moments. But then they, I think they sort of remembered what they were all about again and went on to win the game, and, and you know, Wolves were no mugs there. And, and that's what they've done so many times, and that's why, you know, we've got to have all the hope in the world that we go on to win the European Cup and also go on to challenge again next season for all the big prizes because they've won in so many ways this season. It hasn't just been like... You know the heavy metal football and the blowing people away with our attack and play. It's the resilience of the team that's been the most impressive thing for me. Mel, how are you feeling about the enterprise? Scorchingly defiant, I would say. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting yesterday, post match, that Jurgen Klopp picked up on the fact that the Anfield crowd weren't despondent. They weren't on the floor. They were. It didn't feel like it was finished they weren't feeling sorry for themselves they were like hang on this is an absolutely brilliant football team and this is only the beginning we're only scratching the surface of of what this team can do obviously there is disappointment i wouldn't say disappointment for myself and or or supporters per se but i just feel like the gigantic effort they put in the season you know what we've spoken about the amount of pressure they've been under, the fact that they just needed to perform and perform and perform. There was no let-off from that. And for them to only miss out on the title by a point is, you know, quite devastating. But the fact that they've got Madrid to look forward to, and I think everything that's transpired up till now helps them a great deal in that final because there is a sense of actually no We've done too much. We've come too far to finish an extraordinary campaign empty-handed. And the signs for the future are so good. That's what I'm... That Everything I'm thinking about is what happens next. And when Liverpool have come close before, you, there was that sense of trepidation because you thought, this is all going to explode now. Like, it's going to go to bits. Whereas... You look at this team and you look at what they've done to get this far. And, you know, I did an article on it that, that you can go and find mm. on my Twitter about all the details they paid attention to to make a difference. And Just read that. It was good. Thanks. <laughs> you, you think of this... Gareth, little... I'm sure yours is going to be as well when you finish it, mate. <laughs> it's not going well, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, th- you think of this Liverpool side and, you know, what they've managed to... And Pep Guardiola said City don't do what they do without this Liverpool team pushing them all the way. But it's also a Liverpool team that had to bed in Fabinho, bed in Naby Keita, had Naby Keita missing for substantial parts of the season through injury, didn't have Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. So you think about already next season, there's no settling in period for Keita, Fabinho, there's, you know, a fit Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. And already from, from the base Liverpool have now, you can see areas to improve. Um, and that's without them, you know, doing anything different, which we know Liverpool and Michael Edwards and Jurgen Klopp, they plan 
they're meticulous. So you will expect them, you know, to to expand on this platform. So I just think there's so many things to be positive about. I I just um, Damien on on the post match point last last night uh, mentioned a season under Shankly where Liverpool lose the league on the last day by one point. And uh, I was looking that up before because I was just interested in reading, you know, what the reaction was to it and things like that. And uh, there was some quotes from Emlyn Hughes which were interesting where he basically said. You know, we come off the pitch and obviously we're absolutely gutted that we haven't won the league and that we've lost it by that fine margin. And he said, but honestly, it didn't take long for us to be positive again because we were looking around in the dressing room and saying we're a really good side. We know we're pointing in the right direction. We know we're going to win something with this side and this manager. And so they were all right with it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I think that's what we'll, we'll have with this group. You know, as everyone keeps saying, and rightly so, you know, it, it's not been like red zone stuff where it's like, boom or bust it's it, it's been steady progress towards this this place and as you said before Neil you know we're 25 points ahead of, of third place there and so you know to to Liverpool have done a swing of that you know from last season to this if you like but but to suggest that everyone else is going to suddenly be able to do that as well I don't see it I think the, the only thing that's slightly depressing about the whole situation is Man City and the fact that they're not going to go away and that they're machine like as well and that they've got a great manager and a great squad and they're going to improve again and all those things we're saying about Liverpool you can equally say about them but nevertheless I'd rather be going toe to toe with them at the top of the league every season than being down in four, fifth, six, seventh, eight, whatever. Uh, that season that you referenced there, that Damien referenced, was seventy-one, seventy-two, uh, which is worth looking up. Not least because three days after that last game, when they were all looking at each other in the dressing room, they went and played a friendly in Benidorm and won three nil. Uh, <laughs> something, something possibly for the Reds to think about in the run-up to the Champions League final. Uh, and if they want us to get an eleven together to play them in Benidorm, I'm sure that can be arranged. Also, yeah, Paul Senior, how are you feeling about things? Yeah, I'm all right. You know. Um, I think maybe post match yesterday, I I was looking around and everyone seemed quite all right, and I was maybe the worst out the bunch. But I've been going through that. It's like that post breakup thing where there's so many stages, and by by the sort of end of last night and seeing everyone else's attitudes towards it all, it sort of yeah. got me back. back you don't need board. her, Paul. No. You don't need her. You're better off without her. You're going to be great, son. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, I'm throwing a divorce party. Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, I've, I've got to that point now where I woke up this morning, a bit of a smile on my face, obviously proud of what Liverpool have achieved, even though it hasn't resulted in the Premier League trophy. And we, we were talking before the match yesterday. Imagine, imagine if this was almost this this weirdness we've all got about winning the league. What's it going to be like in the world where that's taken away from us? Do you know what I mean? And I suppose my motivation is next season is I want it taken away from me again next season. We can all be we can all be weird again. I'm wanting to win the league so much. I am tired, mate. Yeah, I'm not I, know, lie to you. I know. We could all like I actually thought of if we win that. I might I might take it easy next year, but now you know I'm not going to be taking it easy. Um, it's it, it's hard to take, I suppose, when, when you when you look at what Liverpool have achieved. But I think you've also got to go for Man City to go go from a hundred points and go again and get ninety eight and actually be in a proper title race and have. Have that amount of pressure and deal with it. You know, you've got to you've got to tip your hat to them, no matter what you think about their their actions. The, the footballers have achieved that and fair play to them. But for us, you know, as I say, we've got this weirdness of winning the Premier League title. But the biggest prize in world football is on offer. The biggest. It's much bigger than winning the Premier League, no matter. You know, if you, you talk about Paris Saint Germain, them lads are all there because they they exist to win the Champions League. The the, the, the Thiago Silva. Neymar, the, you know, 
they're, they're there to win that competition because that is what they want. And just because we want the league so much, and it's, it's a quite a personal thing to our fan base, doesn't necessarily mean it's what the world stars want. And having two Champions League finals in two years, such a great what, advert for Liverpool. This is why the 97-point thing mattered. And I think there was there was some people writing some yeah. stuff and they were saying they were saying, I'll go to you, Mel, there was a lot of Liverpool will be psychologically shattered, the club, the fans will be if they don't win the league this season. And I actually think the ninety seven point thing just just deals with that in that it doesn't feel like anyone's chosen between the league and the Premier League and the, and the Champions League. It doesn't feel like there's been a decision made. It doesn't because there hasn't been. The focus has been on both. It doesn't. Feel, it feels like Liverpool have had a league-winning season without obviously winning the league. They've, they've hit that level, but they simultaneously get to get this big final. And if they'd have dropped points anywhere along the way and there was opportunities to do so, then maybe we'd be sitting here now going, "Well, we took it to the last day," but it didn't really feel like the last day. Whereas right now, it does feel as though, yeah, that was that was Liverpool being all in. That's just it, actually. And, you know, we speak about this era of Manchester City and they're a phenomenal side, but Liverpool finished a point off them in the league and reached a Champions League final again, successive seasons, as well as having to come back from a 3-0 deficit against Barcelona. You know, as much as we praise... City, look at this Liverpool side and absolutely marvel at them because what they're doing, it, they've normalised this and it's not normal. It's it's just a stunning achievement. There's no choke as well, is there? There's no choke, there's no slip, there's no big moment for all the dickheads to pile on. So I think, I think when you, know, the, you could feel 50,000 people collectively scowl at Anfield yesterday when Wolves started singing, you fucked it up. When? When was that, mate? Mm. I've, had, I've had this in me. It's a little bit like, you going into yesterday's game, Gareth, it was a bit like, you go you go through that what if, don't you? What if we'd have done this? And, what, and I went, oh, what if we wouldn't have done that at Leicester or West Ham, Everton or Man United? I'm like, I can't expect us to get 105 points. Mm. That, can't, that can't be expected. 97's an incredible achievement. We haven't fucked this up at all. And you're right, they, I mean, they were a massive gang of Bellens yesterday. Well, I didn't quite get... I didn't see it coming. I don't also understand the whole country's bellendering around Liverpool. Uh-huh. Do you know, even like when I was, I was watching match of the day when I got in last night and the the sort of diplomacy from Liverpool, the way the firstly congratulations to Manchester City came from Henderson, came from the manager, all the footballers. I don't think we've been. I I can see in the past times where we've been unbearable and um, maybe times where we've been a little bit. What's the word? Um, there's a, there's a word I'm looking for. Right. You know, I think yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. And like, I just don't think, I, don't, I think this season we've been quite pragmatic about it all. You know, I think we've been, we, we've been all right. We've been a decent version of ourselves. Where in the past we've maybe kidded ourselves that we were a great side and we weren't, but we are, we, we know. It's not actually, we're a great side, it's not right? actually that, I think. Um, and a lot of people who say that, you know, fans would be unbearable, I, I think that's a convenient way to label it i've spoken to a lot of people about this and quite recently people united and city fans who cover those respective clubs and they were saying you know city winning things feels almost numb you're used to it it's what happens and you can also say well you know what are we all meant to do yeah no the method of how they've assembled that side or look at all the money oh they've built that team for Pep Guardiola other clubs cannot do what they've done so they explain City away and also City are not the story they're not the biggest they're not 
you know, they don't have that impact worldwide. So they win it and it's like forgotten as soon as it happens. Yeah. There's yeah. no um, aftermath. There's no continuous party or headlines for days and days and no. days about it. Actually, at the moment, after yesterday, the Champions League final is a story again. Mm. You know, Tottenham and Liverpool being in it. That's that's the big thing at, uh, as it stands. But also, there's a genuine apprehension of fear that once Liverpool win one thing yeah, under Jurgen Klopp, with yeah. this team that he has, it's going to be endless. And speaking to people who work at, at the other top six clubs, they say they all told themselves, "You could, how do we handle Man City? You actually can't. You just can't. Like, we'll try, but, you know, it, it was like this foregone conclusion. Whereas Liverpool... Think, hang on, here's this 25-point gap. What haven't we done this season that can lessen that gap? And they go through everything, set pieces, get a throw-in coach, um, you know, bolster the the support staff. We all think about recruitment as in terms of players, but you also have to get the best people off the pitch. And Liverpool have done that. And so I I think there's this everyone else is looking around and thinking, oh my God, they've actually They've actually done it and they've made Man City sweat until the final day of the season and they're in the Champions League final again. So I, th- I think that's where the nation comes I from. I think that's that's part of it. That's the team part of it. I think the fans part of it has another uh, another element as well, Mel. Um, because I think, so on Saturday, I was like walking up a mountain as per and they heard <laughs> like Wolves fans and I, I quite like doing that thing before a big game because it's sort of like you kind of get to eavesdrop on like what people are on about and heard Wolves fans saying um, I would just we just want to shut them up want to shut the Liverpool fans up and I was sort of like plodding along thinking like what is that what is that shut us up what is that because it's not like we are being our last like we're not being mean about them whoever they are we're just talking about ourselves mm-hmm. and that's what they don't like like the the what we do, in my opinion, and maybe it is annoying, is um, have fun and uh, do things do things slightly differently to other people and enjoy ourselves in a in a different way. But we don't really care about anybody else, and it really gets up people's noses. I think. I, th- I think it's the sort of you, you, it was the biggest example of it is Tuesday night. Other clubs don't do what we did there. Yeah, it does yeah. happen, but it's. It's as frequently you almost expect it with Liverpool. You know, you look at European Cup semi-finals or, or whatever. Even the even the Chelsea ones that aren't that high profile. There's the ghost goal. There's the, it's funny, isn't it? It's, it's ma- funny. It's mad that, how frequent it occurs. Like Dortmund. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get my head around Tuesday there. night because it's like it, it's not complicated. We go to a place and we shout at things. We mm. shout and things happen. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> I still can't quite understand it. And like I can't get. But that's no, I kind of don't get why other people don't try it. <laughs> like, why, why don't you go and really shout at the other team and the ref and see that's if it helps? It is, <laughs> it, it, it is that though. It's it, 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 there's like a rabid feverishness about about Liverpool and the fan base and the culture around it that definitely is it's not it's not unique I, I wouldn't I don't think it's unique no I don't I, think, I, it's I think Celtic have it for yeah, example yeah. I think it you know Man United's away support as much as it actually to say it is good mm-hmm. and they've got it they've got a good culture around that but you know the, the likes of like the boss night or the likes of you know, you know even ourselves the fact that you know we, we sustain the Anfield rap through our fan base you know, it just wouldn't work at other football clubs. There's loads of clubs and loads of supporter bases that 
just don't consume the football in the same way or act the same at matches and stuff like that. So maybe that you're right and that that's what gets up the nose. So when they see clips of, you know, Jamie Webster singing songs yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, when, when when they see us doing what we're doing, it's all a bit like, what, what the fuck's all that about? Because we don't do that. I think it's a bit absolutely <laughs> mad for football fans to not want football fans to enjoy themselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just... Yeah, you should all so yes- it's that good. Yesterday, <laughs> right, so y- yesterday, Wolves sang the Bobby Firmino song, then LA, 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 and then Where's Your Famous Atmosphere? I was like, yeah. what? So you can get your notepads yeah. out? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, we're not singing Quiet, any else now. Sing any new ones. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> got the ear trumpets there in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> A fella doing notation. God's sake. Um, I want to talk about the game itself, um, Mel. Two teams did the double versus Wolves this season. Do you know who they are? It's boss. It's dead funny. It's a great question. Somebody crap. Mm. So two teams, two, only two teams in the double versus Wolves. League double. Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. they're one. Who would be the Huddersfield other? Town. Huddersfield, wow. yeah. That's right, yeah, of course. Huddersfield Town on the other side. And the reason why, well, there's lots of reasons why. I mean, you know, there could be any number of reasons why, but they're a really, they're really well drilled. They're really well set up. They know their shape, and they are also two things: one weird, and two massive. They're really, really difficult to play football against, and I think you saw that as the game wore on. They're such a well balanced side. They've got everything. They've got quality, physicality, um, the right amount of of aggression. Uh, they've got ambition. They don't play games to think how are they going to avoid a loss. They never do that, and I think. They're incredibly well prepared for their opponents and very dangerous on the counter. And I think one of the reasons Liverpool were able to, you know, Huddersfield are obstructive. It's it's hard. You can't counter against Huddersfield. Can't really do much against Huddersfield um, when they set in and, and they do it well. But Liverpool have guarded against the counter so well this season. So it took away Wolves's. They're expansive, so they want you to be expansive against them as well when you're a big team, and then they they hurt you, you know. And they managed to do that against the other clubs, but not Liverpool, because Liverpool have works very, very, very hard on stopping those moments when they lose the ball of of being vulnerable. One thing I noticed, sort of watching the game and then playing it back in my mind, Paul is the number of times, what Mel's talking about there with this stop on the counter thing, the number of times a Liverpool player nicks it off the toe of a Wolves player around the edge of the area. In a way which is just unflashy, I think Henderson does one and then gets his name sung a little bit, and that was probably the one that was the most high profile. But there were three or four other occasions where I think, oh God, we're in a bit of trouble here. And then when they try to play the right pass, the clever pass, Liverpool have anticipated it. That's what, I think when we're talking about stopping these goals on the counter, that's one of the things we're talking It's almost like we're so good at countering ourselves that we know, if they get everything right here, this is where I need to be to stop them from doing the good thing. Yeah, that's an interesting train of thought, actually. I've never sort of thought of it in reverse. Um, yeah, and, and it was also noticeable in the week as well. You know, there was times where Barcelona counters and, we, you know, Fabinho and Mata especially found themselves in excellent positions to deal with it. Um, Wolves, Wolves are very good and they do they do spring on you a little bit, but Liverpool were, were well-equipped. You know, you know, Jordan Henderson yesterday, I thought, I thought he was sort of on the periphery of the game for a lot of it, unless unless Trent had the ball or his feet who seem to find him every time. But yet he he does he's an intelligent footballer anyway. I think people underrate that. But he was he was finding themselves in 
in positions. I couldn't quite work out what Wolves' midfield plan was. I always find sides that are sort of a, th- a three, five at the back, however you want to look at it, what their midfields set up to do. Is, is that, is that, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't know who was meant to go, who was meant to stay. Like I, I was I sort of, I, I want to understand Neves. Didn't really see... Loads, loads. We had a good 10 in the first half. I thought when we were all going mad and having a breakdown. Yeah, but I think I was too busy. I was going mad and having a breakdown to maybe, to maybe register it. But yeah, well, I mean, I was saying yesterday, we, they, that's, some, that's some achievement from Wolves, what they've done this season, to go to come up as champions in the Championship and then just go, right, well, yeah, we're going to be the best of the rest in the Premier League now. And, you know, we talk about the team spending money. They've obviously improved the squad, but they, they haven't gone mad, have they? It's, it's people... Look at money and think it's a certainty. Mm. To uh, look Fulham at the clubs, spent loads of money, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fulham spent and spent Hundreds and spent, and even if you look at at the top clubs, like United have been spending without really improving at all. It's not about money. Mouth. Yeah, it's about it's about recruitment with the right stylistic profile under the right manager. Ev- like everything has to be aligned, and like I said before, your operation off the pitch has to marry with your, you know, what you're trying to do on the pitch. And Wolves have been so, so, so smart. And they they really deserve to be where they are for their level of planning, not just, you know, match preparation, but how they've thought about their, uh, how they're going to achieve promotion, what they're going to do when they get into the Premier League. And they've not deviated because it's easy to be scared when you come up and to think, hang on, is, you know, is this enough? And especially when you see around you Fulham doing what they did, you, you start to question, hang on, is there more we need to do? Should we have done this rather? But but they've stayed true to their blueprint and it's and it's worked they've for got, them. They've got a load of, um, a load of belief. Uh, they, 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 I think that acting like a big club probably sooner even than like Leicester did. It took Leicester probably halfway into the season where they won the league to kind of start acting that way. And I thought Wolves, it was almost like they'd been promoted from a minor European league rather than from the championship. They were sort of, I don't know, it was a, it was a bit like a Champions League game against a good, I mean, the obvious thing to say is Portuguese team or some somewhere like that. Um, they the kind of, you know, the way they confidently diving around and complaining to the ref and, you know, like, like not... Le- not, not they had a good time kicking us for ten after half time. Yeah, yeah, they really they, enjoyed themselves. They, they, they were, they were kicking, kicking us and, and you know and diving and complaining, you know, sort of thing that that a, that a top team does that annoys you. Um, I'm not sure really because there was there was the bit where we all went mad and then the team went mad and then I thought second half we looked tired um, and I thought it was well, I thought it was huge credit to us that we've come out with a two no win actually with those factors. Just to go back to you on that, Adam, I think that one of the things that in, in, in a normal circumstance in a normal game, which isn't the last game of the season, one of the things we're talking about is Liverpool's really intense midweek exertions. Yeah, and yeah. that's sort of been glossed over a little well, it bit because, be. but it yeah. shouldn't be because yeah. Liverpool have had a huge, physically intense, emotional night. And then gone and got a really good 2-0 against a good side who were really well prepared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Trent was in front of me second half and just before he, he kind of came off, you could see like, you know, we just like mouth open, panting, sort of, you know, trying to trying to get back, trying to do his shuttles and, and Henderson trying to help him out, but looked almost as exhausted. So it was clear, you know, for, for, for anybody who wasn't in the ground, it was clear that, that we, we had exerted ourselves midweek. Um, and, you know, it, it was, it, it almost got to the stage, I guess, it, it's one of those games where it was no surprise kind of coming out of it um, that that 
well, not everyone, but I had quite a few conversations about the goalkeeper. I thought Alisson was amazing yesterday. Was, and it's, yeah. it was one of those games which is all too rare, I suppose. Well, not all too rare because it's good. That the, You kind of say, I wonder what had happened if he was more involved than he was. And um, it was, I think it was down to our tiredness um, that, that we had a period there where in seasons gone past, you'd say we probably would have conceded there, but he just, he, he was his footwork and, and, and his, his, his dominance and coming out, he was just, he was brilliant. I think there's another example as well of, of a game where you think sometimes it, it, it's actually harder in a way for Liverpool to win football matches. And what I mean by that is like everyone comes to that. So Wolves come to Anfield, they know the world's watching, they know it's a big game, they know Liverpool have got the opportunity to win the league, blah, 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 blah. And the, the, there's no need for the amount of effort they put in for a final, for a final day game. Really you know what I mean? Where, where are these lads who wanted to be on the beach? City have got no derby. No we've got about eight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> really that's what I mean. It's a harder game it's for like us. Everyone Southampton. Everyone, everyone <laughs> busts a gut to beat Liverpool. And then you, you, know, you tuned in so many times this season to watch City and you're like, fucking hell, boys, yeah. any hopes? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and New, Newcastle was unbelievable. I, I, I still can't get over Newcastle. Like, what, what the fuck did Rafa say to them in the dressing room? <laughs> because it was like, it was honestly like they were playing in a cup final. It's, it, it's that thing I think of, especially you know, given the context of this season, lads. You can be remembered. You you can be remembered as the team that you know derailed Liverpool's title hopes or. Uh, even City's last few games, having watched all of them, you know, Burnley, their first half, exceptional. Leicester, first 25 minutes especially. Leicester were good at everything beyond having a threat in the final mm. third. So you look, and, and it's that thing of you can be part of the story, a big part of the story. And in 20 years' time, when they're doing, you know, all those special Premier League package shows, a big chunk of it will dedicate it. It will be dedicated to you and that game that that you did the unthinkable. Uh, Wolves though yesterday, you know we speak about Liverpool obviously being tired from from the Barcelona game, but also you know Robertson pushing himself through the pain Matt. to play Jordan Henderson. Yeah, uh, there were I thought Liverpool would have to field you know a little bit of a makeshift team because of those exertions, the short recovery period, um, and and then you know you're questioning whether lads of you know serious injuries after that um but wolves only managed two shots on target after the after half time you know when liverpool are starting to tire a bit and that's an, a very talented team as we've spoken about so to deny them for all of the first half even with the you know the noises from the crowd and, and that little period where everything's chaotic uh, I thought was was really really smart from Liverpool. Uh, the goalkeeper um, Paul was was called into service, claims things uh, brilliantly, uh, smothers very very well indeed, um, makes what should have been a practically impossible save. He just catches it uh, like yeah, of course you're going to head it there. You always head it there. I've been watching you for years. That's where you head it. It was um, I thought he was terrific. Yeah, I think I think I'm maybe one of the people who've been guilty of sort of undervaluing the influence he's had since he's come in. You know, I, I'm, I'm quick to take really good goalkeepers for granted. And then it's only it's only the bit it's where... It's like a proper game, is it, really? You're not playing uh, footy. You, you think that we're, we're obviously in possession of the ball so much and we're, very, we're, quite, we're quite assured at the back. That, but you don't know how... You, I can't attribute a value to how much of being assured at the back is him where... There was periods where we almost we, we were going. You no, know, Mignolet is making these these defenders shits because they don't trust them. They're scared to go to him, 
and there's none of that now. And you know, you made the ground a bag of nerves as well. Yeah, yeah, which that's then it. Went, you know, it went back to the players, and it was like, and just a, hang like on, this? we're not helping them, and he's not helping us, well, and you know, and just kept going. going back. But risks, now you're Allison like, he's takes, this fella, and you, everyone's just like cigar in mouth. Yeah. Do you know what I mean with him? He's it's 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 an unbelievable sign, and he's he's made a huge dif- a huge difference. And for me, there's there's no there's nobody close to him. I mean, I thought it would have been the big question of who's better, him or De Gea, in the league this season. And he's just eclipsed them. Twenty twenty one clean sheets in his first season. It's unbelievable. Um, other one I want to talk about, obviously, Gareth is the fellow who scores the two goals. Uh, it's always nice to talk about those guys. Mm. Um, it was. Possibly fitting uh, that he gets the two on the day in that as things have got more intense, as games have got harder, as Liverpool have had to fight and battle more and more, Sadio Mane has got better and better and better. Yeah, he, he's a fighter, isn't he? And, and and he loves it when it's like that. And I love watching him. And he's been, he's been fantastic for us all season. And, and you're right to say that it is it is fitting and it is good that he's ended up with the two goals and ended up sharing the golden boot because kind of makes me think, well, finally people will talk about him a little bit more because he's been a little bit undervalued for me in that. You know, other players, Mo in particular, always get the headlines and always get the the highlights and the limelight, if you like, and him less so. And he, he definitely deserves it because he's been central to keeping Liverpool going this season. You know, he never gives up. He's always trying. He must be an absolute nightmare to play against because uh, I, I don't know what you do with him because he's he's so unpredictable, but he's strong. He's he's got like a, he's got a fantastic character about him, and I think that goes back to what Mel's saying before about the idea that. You know, Liverpool aren't just going, let's pay some money for a player because he was good once. Liverpool are digging into everything about that that person's individuality, character and everything else. Looking, is there something here that will mean he will be brilliant for Liverpool? So, Man United got mentioned before. I mean, Alexis Sanchez has been absolutely shy for them. And, you know, like in an alternative reality, like he goes to, to City or whatever and wish he had. Um but, you know, Mane, he wouldn't have been shit at City. No. That, that's that's the difference. It would have been very scary if he went to City. Actually, but, Ma- but Mane's been Mane suits what we're about. Mane suits Liverpool. Mane Mane suits me as a Liverpool fan as the type of player I want to watch. Someone who absolutely grafts. He's got loads of skill, loads of ability. Scored some ridiculous goals this season. But it, first of all, he absolutely grafts. He absolutely works his ass off every single game. And so you can't ask for any more. That's always been. My problem about about some players we've had in the past on the books that yet they've had ability, but they haven't grafted and they've been up and down, and you can tell that sort of psychologically, mentally, they're not they haven't always been in the right place. Sadio's in the right place every single game. The, the, sorry, Adam, I was just say there was I was watching a bit of the Sky coverage back last night, and they kept using the word ego a lot about the the fact that both Liverpool and Manchester City don't really have one. Mm. You know, they're not. They're not the, the brash, cocky champions of that you've seen in the past. The the work ethic, the the humble. You know, they show so much humility about their opposition. You can, the the both they both come across good sets of lads. And you know, I really want to hate Manchester City, but you know, you look at Vincent Company the other day and he scores, and I'm like, it's oh, all right, Vincent Company though, isn't he? And I want to go, oh that prick, that Man City captain. Now I'm meant to hate the way you you hated Keane or party with Vieira in the past. You can't. You talk about these. I definitely never hated Keane, by the way. No, no, he's a bit of you, isn't he? Um, Absolutely. (laughs) But do you know know what I mean? Um, This sort of this humility about the lads we sign. So we we sign Salah and we sign Mane, and it's one of them. It makes a little bit of a ripple in the press. But it's not like United sign Sanchez, United sign Pogba, this world news thing. And 
31 goals. Do you know what I mean? Sadio Mane, 22 goals. We this this is it. We're as you were saying, we're digging deep into everything, and we're not just going as you said. This lad, this lad was fashionable once. We'll take the risk on him. Like that one this summer for me is Gareth Bale. Someone will go out and probably get Gareth Bale this summer, and it it could be a night. It could be unbelievable, and you could you could get his mojo back or whatever. But that's that's a huge risk, and it's not one you see Liverpool going for. You you see Liverpool seeing some bit of magic in someone else, and there'll be a point where I think Liverpool will start going for people, and they go right, we've got to go for him, we've got to go for him. But I think. There's that brand fit now for us as well, isn't it? There's a, there's a personality that suits the dressing room. Like, like I'm a big fan of Icardi at Inter, but I think he'd be a nightmare for Liverpool. I think he, I think he's a fantastic, aggressive striker. That's a huge falling out at Inter. Everyone hates him, but I look at that and go, what, what would Suarez be like in this dressing room now? Would he, would he feel, would he feel welcomed? I'm, I'm not sure. Well, as as a man um, who in years gone by would have given those bastards. 30 seconds walking the children around the pitch, Adam. It was genuinely heartening to see the numbers and the 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 numbers in terms of the backroom staff, the numbers and the fact that it felt like a one-club thing, the numbers of people who stayed to, to acclaim them at the very end, and even people like me, who, as I say, in years gone by, would have seen this as really eating into my drinking time. Uh, suddenly, you know, thinking this is this is absolutely fantastic. And it, it, it was striking, I thought, when you saw the... That there was something about that that lap of honour which was which was a little bit different. Yeah, I think so, and I think you can probably um, take the temperature of the club by its lap of honour, uh, laps of honour over the years. I remember the, I think it might have been Rogers, where there was one where it just felt like there were loads of club suits, and I didn't know who they were. That one really wound me up. I don't know who all these lads are. Who are these lads um, that, that I'm that I'm clapping and they're filming me? Um, I, I, it was an interesting one yesterday. Um, I, I suppose what was notable was, as you say, so many people did stay. I couldn't see Klopp, and that was notable. Like, I like I couldn't find him for like, ages. But that, but that, but I think he does that on purpose, doesn't he? Mm. He's not, he's not putting himself there to be the, you know, to be to be the big I am, which he could do, obviously. Um, and 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 you know, sometimes he does take the limelight away from the players. But in those sorts of situations, he's just give, he gives it straight back. I still don't know where he was. It was a bit like where's Wally? Who he looks a bit like? It was the it was the edge of the cop area. I found was him it? eventually. I was the same because yeah. I was going to me mate like where is he? Is he here? That's yeah. what's happening. And then he's like, Dude. and is that him? Yeah, that's him. And we, we found him in then. But yeah, he was very low key. Yeah, and he was just sort of having a bit of a walk around. Didn't want to go and do a big, yeah. you know, shankly in front of the cop or whatever. He, do you know he's obviously been doing this thing this season with the cop with yeah. the, the, the like three. Cheers thing yeah, or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. He, he did something the other week where he was pointing at the camera going, I, I yeah. don't want them to see it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want them to it's see not, it. I want to have the moment not, with you. Yeah, it's not for... It's not for the cameras. Yeah. 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 It's it's our thing. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. A, we've got an emotional connection and I get it, but I don't I, I don't want them to... I don't want the attention on me. And like it even comes down to the bit where... There was it last year where we sang his name and he went fucking ape shit, you know. Where it was like, no, sing about them, don't sing about me. I'm yeah. just a manager, you know. And that that's part of. I I think he's he's almost changed the way we have to behave on the match day a little bit because, you know, how, how many times did you sit and sing for Rafa Benitez or Brendan yeah. Rodgers yeah. Liverpool? You know that it there's not that now. Like I almost feel like we don't treat him well enough, but it's by his design. It was it, it was an interesting one as well because. Um, kind of that lap of honour last year was was I think a real 
like come on um type thing for the for the final coming up and I, I, there wasn't there wasn't quite as much of that i think it was i think there was there was a like a there, there was bits of that that's what i was doing but it did feel like everybody was uh really heralding you know what's what are the, the, the efforts that they've done yeah. really appreciating it instead of kind of um you know say like on onto the next thing i think there was yeah, and 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 it was it was a good way to sum up, I suppose, the 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 emotions of the day. You know, you watched Alison getting the the golden gloves and uh, and Salah and Mane sharing the golden boot, and and yeah, it was uh, it, it 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 did it felt it felt natural. It was it was it was right. It was good. It was it was good the way it was. It was nice. It was nice. It was nice. Yeah. And, and you know, like I I'm with you, Neil, and in the past, like loads of times, it's been oh fuck this, can't be arsed. If we haven't won something or we haven't done anything really special, it's just like. Bollocks, I'm not that arsed about seeing people's kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Got some. Um, All the same, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Did, um, um, did Lovren's lad have a Virgil 4 shirt? Can anybody confirm that? I'm pretty <laughs> sure he did. Lovren's eldest was in a Virgil 4 shirt. I think that's, he's put a, he put a picture up. That's he? spectacular. <laughs> Go on, Gareth. But yeah, it's, um, it, it, it did just sort of feel nice. And I think that's because, I think as well, like you would have had, you know, I haven't seen it on Sky because obviously it was Fake there. News. but. Oh, it's a shame. It was definitely it was that he's just got two kids then. No, I know I saw them too, but there was an there was an older lad who seemed to be with them. Definitely Virgil for <laughs> anyway. I bet your Sky was sort of scanning the stands as well because they wanted the you know the lad sat on his own with his head in his hands crying and all that. And like that wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? It, it, there was a little bit of somberness, obviously, because we haven't won the league. But I think most Liverpool fans, certainly ones I spoke to and people around me, you know. The final word that I, you know, everyone does the thing, don't they? You sit by regularly, you shake hands on the final day of the season, you all go home. But everyone was like, see you in Madrid, lad, hopefully see you over there, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You know what I mean? Because we've got this big thing to look forward to that can still put the massive cherry on the cake of the season, if you like. And so I, I think that was the mood, you know, that, that was the mood. It was a good mood. And he, even in the, you know, the pubs and stuff afterwards, it was like, there was still that defiance there. There wasn't that flatness of when we lost under. Well, we didn't win the league under Rodgers, and you know that Newcastle game was mm. weird. That everyone's forgotten. Charlie Ramiobi got sent off. Everyone's forgotten this. Literally gets sent off. Yeah, he gets sent off for two yellows. It's mad. Uh, look back, he gets sent off for two yellows for descent. Uh, everyone's forgotten because everyone's forgotten the game. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely crackers. Um, on the the other. Uh, thing uh, to take from it, Paul, is that whilst they have, I think, both limped over the line in the end, uh, Trent gets himself two assists. Robertson was at times excellent, at times under massive pressure because of the way Wolves play, but at times excellent. I mean, they love a diagonal. All people shout <laughs> yeah. on their training ground is big switch yeah. uh, because that's what they put this, they, they do Works so on. many of them. Oh, yeah, and they're, and they're also like the one there was one, some talk around me that Robertson misjudged the one that just fizzed over his head. And I was like, no, it's because that's what all they do. They're doing that every week, they're doing it every day. They're so practiced in this. Mm. The, genuinely, that's what the drill to do. So no wonder they get it inch perfect. And but I thought both fullbacks, you know, the the end of the season it, with one of the toughest tests they're likely to have. They're obviously neither of them fit fully fit for different reasons, but they both had a massive part to play. Huge, huge, and uh, they're not our secret weapon, but they're almost like the weapon that no, no one else's fullbacks come near. You know, I think I think you talk about. We've seen in the week that with Jordi Alba. Jordi Alba's a very good fullback. Wouldn't wouldn't swap him for any of ours. You know, you you're seeing just Trent Alexander Arnold find new levels of brilliance and it I mean his crossing is obviously incredible. But I'm just watching him his his crossfield passes, his just his range of passing, you know, playing Henderson in behind now. 
it's unbelievable. And then on the other side, Robertson, I mean, he sets the pace, doesn't he? We used to say that about Adam Lallana when we weren't quite as good as this. Is like his, he sets the standard for the level of press and the level of energy and stuff in Liverpool's team. And Robertson's almost taking that to new levels. And it goes back to that, that humility thing as well. You see, even see interviews with the pair and they just come across like great mm. lads, really great Grounded, brilliant lads, and I've loved, I've loved the little comp- competition. I don't know where they're up to and that with the assist one, but Trent, did Trent get thirteen assists? Yeah, Trent is is the highest assist that, ever for that, a defender in the league. That's that's phenomenal, and we're talking about a lad who's twenty years of age, twenty. I, I think I said the other day that I've decided we're probably all extras in the film of, the, of Trent's life. Um, I, I, and if that fake out corner isn't a sensation on the <laughs> playgrounds, like for, from, for, 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 the, for the summer, then uh, then it, the, the playgrounds summer. aren't like 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 I remember them. Like you know, that, that's what kids love, isn't it? You know, it, when you um, when you were a kid and like there's some sort of new trick in yeah, a World yeah, Cup, yeah. you're just all doing yeah, that yeah, trick. That's great. You'd love to be thinking that the kids down yeah. Bill Shankly playing fields or something this week would have been doing that. They will have. And like, uh, well, um, my girlfriend said that she saw a kid doing it at a vending machine, like putting the money in the vending machine, then walking off and then running back and putting the choice in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, it just it does make me happy. Um, I, I, you know, thinking thinking about about how everything that he's done and and. You know, I think this time last year I was saying that I was amazed that he was he was a year ahead of his development, and I don't even really think about it in terms of development anymore. We're just we're just honestly we're watching something amazing with um with with Trent, and 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 with Robertson, and it's it's like an in, entirely different thing with Robertson. We've kind of you know it's 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 another it's another amazing story, and 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 and, and what a player. You know, there's. If it if it wasn't for all the others, you'd be saying he's our best player. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I got asked the other day who my favourite Liverpool player is at the moment, and honestly, the question kettled my head. I I was like, I have yeah. zero clue. Where in the past yeah, it, it, it would be? <laughs> I think Andy Robertson's so, fans' favourite, though. I, I would it, say it would be so obvious favorite. to say in the past, but I feel actually guilty saying one because. You know, if I say Van Dyke, well, actually, I really like Sadio Mane as well. I really like Roberto Firmino. Like, yeah. you then feel guilty because there's so many other... At Trent, like... Then, like, I got asked, who would I be the most most emotional for if they, you know, to see them with the trophy? And that is a different answer. That's unequivocal for me. It'll be Jordan Anderson. I'd be so, 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 so happy when jo- I think that is the moment that will set me off. Hmm. Um, I think Jordan had a bad turn. I think he lost his head yesterday. Yeah, I, think, I, just, I, think, I think he lost it when he realised when it come through to him that he wasn't going to get to lift the league title. I actually think he has a bad turn in the game. His he reaction ten- at the final whistle, he's, yeah. he's the worst. Yeah. He is the worst. Yeah, I, I, I felt that as well. I felt even when um, when it was coming through that we that City were losing, I felt he lost his head then as well. And, it's not that's, even for him, you know. No, I know. It's, it's not a personal yeah, yeah. thing. It's not a, I'm not going to lift the trophy. It's like, he's always this club, this these fans. He's always yeah. taken, like, I think we were together and someone was saying about, he was, like, if there was a problem with the club, hence someone just going to take media duties off people mm. and stuff like that. Pheno- phenomenal captain. That is being a captain. He's a completely different captain to what Gerard is. He is one that does what sounds to be, like, he does the things behind the scenes. He's, He's a, one of these fellas who unifies the dressing room again. But yeah, I did think he lost his head a little bit yesterday. But you talk about favourite players. I was listening to something uh, Steve Armstrong did a while ago. And he went, it's the first time in his life he hasn't had a, a, a hero at Manchester United. And, and we've got, we're the opposite. Like yeah. we're, we're, We've got so talking, many yeah, to choose so from. Many Honestly, it swings. It swings. 
not just game by game. Sometimes it swings during a game. Like Joel Martip has been my favorite player for the last two weeks. I think it's been. <laughs> Fabinho's my favorite one currently because he's just boss yeah. and just keeps winning Ma- everything. Master and, of the and, dark arts. Well, well, exactly. Like that, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like keeps he's got his thing now, hasn't he? Like Mortal Kombat, like standing over people and just go fuck off you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, so, so the the the, the Matip thing that you say, Mel. It's interesting that you pick Matip because I reckon that is probably. The other centre half that isn't Virgil, that's the only position in the squad now where you wouldn't say that person is our hero, and that's why yeah. it's Matic be, coming through and being so good is is notable because that's kind of the do only you, one. Do you that, want the biggest praise for Matic? Is I would say you you know you like him now. Well, <laughs> I wasn't wrong at the time, but I'm I'm quite happy to say now you know he's found levels I didn't think he could yeah. achieve. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm almost certain at the time I was giving him stick. He wasn't hitting. Well, he was nowhere near these levels. But the the, the praise I would give him is Joe Gomez has been fifth for weeks, yeah. weeks, and he hasn't had a sniff of playing centre half. And obviously, Lovren's come in and played a bit of centre half. But and I don't know if that's a, a bit to do with that. But if there was a problem there, Joe Gomez would be in. Do you know what I mean? The, we've we've rushed Joe Gomez back before, but Matt, Matip has been so dependable. And, that, you know, and those two legs, I. S- watch both those games against Barcelona again and honestly oh it was so funny because there at Barca I was sat in a in like you have these press cabins and in my cabin it was myself and Neil Jones and we're like oh my god Martin, oh my god he's done it again oh wh- like what has Joel Martin consumed and we both like don't tweet anything about how good he's been because you don't want to curse it like just don't say anything and then in the second leg as well, he was exceptional. And, uh, you know, his anticipation for everything. But I just think it's so, we're so fortunate to be able to go through games and have different, like like I was saying, a different favorite player in this from the same game because of how they're performing. He deserves the final and he deserves to come through it unscathed because the worst thing would be if he, you know, if he cocked up and then it was like, oh, it'd all come back, wouldn't it? Everything that everyone used to say, which is, 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 um, is no longer fair, and it wouldn't be just because it's ended, of up, it's ended up as well, hasn't it? I think putting like a, ma- a huge question mark over Loveland's future now. Like, because because he, he not long ago we we were sitting here saying you know like he'd pulled his career around and and done well and all that, but now it's like you don't want him anywhere near. No, no. I was going to say the the um, I was speaking to Phil Blundell a while ago, and it was we were talking about Matip and the signs of improvements, and I think it was around the time we played Burnley away because he played well there. And he went. He's the best fourth choice centre half in the league. And the biggest, the the biggest praise I can give him now is he's probably the best third choice centre yeah. half in the league. You know, because Joe Gomez will have inevitably take his place back. You know, the levels we seen from Joe Gomez earlier on in the season. There was yeah. there was times where you start to say, is this like going to surpass Van Dijk? Yeah, yeah. And that is some level to get even near. Yeah. And a perfect but, fit as well. Those two. But I mean, it's, it's great to be able to know that if one of them gets a knock or whatever. Please God, it not not be Virgil. Yeah. But we've got such adequate cover now, and once we can rely on, and do you know what they've all got the game this year as well. So you could argue there's n- there's no reason to change it. There's a lot of people yeah. getting excited about the ladder Ajax. That's what next. I was just gonna say. It's like it, why, it makes me scratch it? my head a little bit. It does make me scratch my head that it's, link. It, it's a strong you're link. Not playing so. Joe Gomez. Yeah. You know, know Van Dyke's gonna play, isn't he? So yeah. Th- yeah. I I would I personally I would leave it as it is. I just wanted to say on that point. Um, <laughs> When the final whistle went yesterday, there were people begging for transfer news to be released. Like, come on, Melissa, say something. You know, come on, at at Melissa, Joyce, James Pierce, whatever. Give us some news. And I'm thinking, 
You've just seen this set of lads post 97 points. You've seen them do the unthinkable against Barcelona and reach back-to-back Champions League finals. Appreciate this group that you've got in front of you. Like, marvel at them, you know. Take it all in. They've given you so much joy. Relax. Liverpool, Liverpool. It is so... In the past, I've been as bad as anyone for that, but... I wanted wanted to respond to some of those tweets and say it was pathetic and I had to stop myself because usually I don't get involved in those kind of things. Did you just text Rob instead? You you know, usually I I send my stuff to Rob and I'm like, I'd really love to respond with this, but no. Honestly, guys, please just appreciate what you have because... I think, you know, when people reflect in, you know, a decade from now and stuff, you look at this period of Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp and you'll think, wow. These, these, lads, these lads in two and a half weeks' time could be giving you a, a European Cup and you worry, you think they're not replacing them already. I mean, what there's obvious things where I would love, you know, a reference seen by Munich a couple of years ago and I always think we're guilty of going, well, if we sign him, well, what do you do with him? Well, it's a game and there's times where, you know, you need... A great squad. There was, I think, the Bayern bench was something like seven of the biggest world names, and they had eleven on the pitch as well. You know, it was, it was incredible. Well, we don't have to be, we don't have to apologise, putting ourselves in that position. But for now, let's enjoy these lads. Let them go and win the European Cup, and then, then enjoy them because obviously we we signed for Bino as, as as the minute yeah. that the, the final whistle goes in in Kiev, and and we sort of needed that pick me up. But I don't think, I don't think. There's that level of desperation now for new lads. I'm, I'm sure we'll get some new lads in, and obviously some people are leaving. Each season's a package as well, isn't it? Each season's I, a know, package, so yeah. that, that's why you do it straight after And the And final. I think the Fabinho thing is why pe- people assume that, oh, when Liverpool lose a, a big game or a big thing, that they're going to put out transfer news as some sort of PR spin, which is, if you think that's how football clubs are run, honestly, there's 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 nothing I can say to you to convince you otherwise because your brain is just not operating in, in reality. But that Fabinho news, it was 48 hours after Kiev. It, it was going to go out if there was the trophy parade and stuff. It was going to go out after the trophy parade because it was done. There was no, it was a done deal. There was no reason yeah, well, to what a Monaco meant hold the news. We'll wait for Liverpool to spin it. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Gareth, just to sum up on, on this, we'll do season reviews after the season's finished, which means we've now got about three weeks of uh, waiting for the season to finish. It's a strange little hiatus that suddenly drops in. It reminds me of the the Screen Sports Super Cup, uh, <laughs> one for the teenagers there. Yeah. Uh, there is, um, it is going to be a strange little run this now, I think. The the dust settles on the season um, and then it has to all pick itself back up again. I'm sure that Klopp and, and his team will have a plan for that, but it is it is going to be it is going to be odd, I think, in general from a Liverpool supporters' point of view. Yeah, that's a long wait, isn't it, for the, for the final? Um, you know, it, it, it seems just a odd time and really for it to to be that long after the season um, but but it's it's kind of nice in a way I mean it, it's odd but it's nice because we're looking forward to a European Cup final so that's not bad and while everyone else is you know looking for ways to have a snipe at us because their team's being shite we're going to Madrid we're planning trips to Madrid we're getting excited about that we're getting excited about big number six coming home to Liverpool uh, we're favourites for it as we said before as well so what a time to be alive. It's fantastic that, you know, and, and there's no one else saying Tottenham have got that to look forward to, obviously. City have got the FA Cup final. Um, United, Everton, all you boys tweeting us, talking shite. What have you got? 
Nothing. Boots on a Saturday with your missus. <laughs> Boots. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting dragged, get, getting dragged around with on pointless shopping. Boots again, is it? Because you have, because you'd have them, you can't yeah. say I'm going the footy yeah. or you can't say I'm saving for the footy or you can't say, well, I've got Madrid and I can't do that. You know, you've got to go and do all things you don't want to do because you've got no football in your life because your team's shit. And ours isn't. Up the Reds. Up the Reds. Up the Reds, indeed. Um, thank you very much, indeed, to everyone on the Anfield Wrap this week. Thank you very much to Reds Bet, our partners all the way through. But obviously, thanks the most to Adam, uh, to Paul, to Melissa, and to Gareth. Two bits of mad, uh, how, well, one bit of mad housekeeping. The 1971 Charity Shield was played between Liverpool and Leicester, uh, even though Arsenal had won the double. Uh, I don't know um, I've just had a little look and supposedly loads of teams were just saying don't fancy it to be honest with you and they ended up having it be Liverpool Leicester was the was charity the, shield the runner up in the FA Cup versus the runner up in the league no <laughs> <laughs> no they just basically tried yeah genuinely I've been trying to I'll get to the bottom of that at some point City win can we jibber uh, oh yeah I'd, I'd, like I would, I'd like to jibber if City win no, um, thank god we haven't got them in the final and then with the potential of the community shield coming yeah uh, <laughs> good lord you know what people were around that Tottenham game, Tottenham City and the Champions League Liverpool fans were talking about all sorts of connotations about, you know, do you really want Spurs to go through in the Champions League? You want City to play those extra games? Spurs will beat them in the league if if uh, City, you know, do them in the Champions League as revenge. And I was like, no freaking way. Tottenham need to win that tie because you do not want Manchester City in the no. final of the Champions League. No, it's a, it's, a big, it's a huge relief. It's a huge relief. It's quite the bonus. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to everyone for that. And last little thing as well is that I, as much as anyone can be critical of the notion of Scouse exceptionalism sometimes, but if you are supporting another team and you don't like Scouse exceptionalism, then go and make your team fucking exceptional and shut up. Sports Social Podcast Network.